Good evening, good evening. Welcome to our Spread the Bread Bible Study, also called our Midweek Bible Encounter. I'm Pastor Steve Talbert. I'm so happy that you're joining us on tonight. Uh, tonight is a very special night because we start a new lesson and a new series. And so before we start, let's start out with prayer. Lord God, we just thank you right now for your word, for just being with us, Lord God, wherever we are, whether we're in our car, in our homes, in our jobs, wherever we are, Lord God, you're with us. And we thank you that we are consciously aware of your presence in our everyday life. So God, we just thank you. We praise you right now for the word that's going to go forth on tonight. We think for wisdom, knowledge, understanding, might counsel, the fear of the Lord, the anointing of God, and a keen discernment and a tongue to learn. Lord God, we just thank you right now that we will be empowered to live victorious Christian lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Again, welcome to our Spread the Bread Bible study. Uh, before we begin our lesson, I uh, just want to encourage you to use uh, our many platforms to give. Uh, use our many platforms to give. You see them on the screen. And so as we uh, go through with our giving portion, uh, we're going to say our offering confession, what we at Yes Lord Ministries believe and thank the Lord for in our lives. And we have seen uh, these things manifest in the lives of the people of God. So as we worship today in our giving, we're believing the Lord for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, excess retirement benefits, quality sales and commissions, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, successful outreach ministry, gifts and surprises, find the money, money finding me, bills paid off, royalties received, debts demolished, living debt free, uh, divine health, divine wealth, divine favor of God, harvest of souls, land and properties for the ministry. I don't know what, what your ministry is, uh, your church, your individual ministry, but believe for land and properties for your ministry, uh, possessing personal properties, free tuition and scholarships, free CE credits, or that's continuing education, uh, bringing benefactors to the ministry, raising benefactors in the ministry. I don't know about you, but I want to have enough resource so that I can be a resource and a benefactor uh, to the ministry and to the people of God. Uh, creative ideas and witty inventions, quality transportation for the ministry, buses, vans, limos, and aircrafts, quality and certified drivers, quality transportation for the laborers, cars, vans, and SUVs, uh, successful businesses, quality books, CDs, MP3s, and podcasts being published in the ministry, grants for the ministry, successful grant writers, successful television ministry, radio, internet broadcasts, successful international ministries. There is no recession in Yes Lord Ministries, and there is no recession in the lives of those that are connected to Yes Lord Ministries. And yes, that is you. If you're watching us, if you're listening to this, then we're connecting you with Yes Lord Ministries because you're partnering with us financially. So there's no recession in your life. There is no inflation in your life. But we thank God right now that he is the provider and that he is doing all these things. And so we just praise the Lord. And so usually this will be the part where we say, it's offering time, hallelujah. And so again, you can use the various given methods that you see right there on the screen, our mobile app, uh, the uh, cash app, the click the donate button on Facebook or go to our website. Uh, you can text the word, the word give to 1-844-948-3895. You can search for us in the Giveify app. Search for Yes Lord Ministries in Kenilworth, New Jersey. 
And then you can also write checks and money orders and mail them to Yes Lord Ministries, P.O. Box 425, Union, New Jersey, 07083. And again, you are helping us to make all of this happen with your gifts and your financial support. So we're going to get right into our lesson. And tonight, I'm so excited because I've been waiting for this particular lesson for a while. Uh, we're going to talk about the authority of the believer, the authority of the believer. And so I encourage you to share this with uh, on your timeline, share this with your friends via, uh, send them the app link, uh, send them the link to the video if you're on YouTube, uh, and share this message because this is a very, very important uh, reality for the believer to realize that you do have authority. As a believer, you do have authority. And so but we need to understand and have knowledge of what that authority is. And so uh, with this, authority belongs to all of us. Authority belongs to all of us, you know, it, but whether we realize it or not, uh, we need to know, okay? Because knowing, and then we need, not only need to know, but we need to act on that knowledge because knowing is not enough. It's not, it's not enough just to know, okay? Uh, but it's knowledge acting upon that brings those results. And so the value of our authority uh, rests on a power that is behind it. It rests on a power that's behind our authority. And guess what? God himself is the power behind the believer's authority. Okay. And so the devil and his forces, they have to recognize when we operate and we walk in that divine authority that has been given to us, by God and has been reaffirmed for us because of Jesus Christ. All right. And so the scripture uh, that we're going to use as our basis uh, is going to be Genesis, uh, Genesis 1, verse 26 to 27. Genesis 1, verse 26 to 27. And I encourage you to get your notepad out, get your, get your Bible out because we're going to get into the word on tonight. I'm so excited about this lesson. So excited. And so Genesis 1, verse 26 to 27, reads like this. Then God said, let us make man in our image. And I want you to listen to the terms that are going to be used in these in this verse, these verses. Okay. Uh, then, then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion, all right, say dominion, dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Charles Capps used to say that God has given us dominion over creeps, okay, everything that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image in the image of God, he created him, okay? Male and female, he created them. All right, all right. And so uh, verse 28 to 29 reads like this, and God blessed them. Yes, God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, subdue it, okay? That's another word you want to remember. Subdue it, write it down. And have dominion over the fish of the sea. There we go with that word dominion again. 
dominion over the fish of the sea and over every living and and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth and god said what behold i have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth and every tree with seed and its fruit you shall have them for food okay and to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the heavens and to everything that creeps on the earth everything that has the breath of life i have given every green plant for food and it was so and god saw everything that he had made and behold it was very good okay and it was very good and there was evening and there was morning the sixth day all right and so god created man so the the number one idea in this scripture that that just stands out to me is the fact that god created man and then god gave man or delegated authority to humanity he delegated authority to humanity okay why do i say that because there are several key words there there, there are words in there that I told you to highlight, okay? They're, they're dominion and subdue. And then I also want you to highlight or write down the words image and likeness, all right? The words image and likeness, dominion and subdue. Okay, what do those words mean? All right, so the word image, because that's the first word, Why? right? Because what did he say? Let us make man in our image. Let us make man in our image, all right? And so what does that word mean? And I'm going to put it here on the screen for you, all right? I'm going to put it on the screen so you can see it. That word image, it is the, the Hebrew word salem, all right? The word salem. So that's resemblance, hence a representative figure, all right? So God literally said, let us make man that resembles us let us make man that resembles us we are made in the resemblance because that's what that word salem means resemblance resemblance okay resemblance hence a representative figure so we were made in the in the resemblance of god oh man so that gives what jesus said when they said to jesus they said show us the father Show us the Father. And then what did Jesus say? If you've seen me, then you have seen the Father. Why? Because Jesus was a man. He was made in the image and the likeness of God. He was made in the salem, the resemblance. He was made in the resemblance of God. He was made in the resemblance of God. And, and Webster's definition of, that, of the word image says what? says that it is a visual representation of something a person strikingly what like another person a person strikingly like another person so if you've seen me you've seen the father that's salem the word salem if you've seen me you've seen the image of god the image of God is revealed in us. When you look at my face, when you when I look at your face, I am seeing the image of God. 
All right. And so then the word likeness, the word likeness, okay? That word likeness is the Hebrew word demuth. Demuth, okay? And it means again a resemblance, concretely modeled shape. So when I, I see this, I'm thinking about if I am molding clay, I'm molding a sculpture in clay, okay? And, and so that is how you know that we were formed, okay? If you look at those other verses before verse 26, then he spoke, all right? When he created the animals, when he created the vegetation, he spoke and it was so, all right? But when it comes to us, when it comes to mankind, then he actually molds us like you would mold clay. Wow. He molds us like you would mold clay in his image and in his likeness. All right. And so it is a it is concretely a model shape. And then Webster says about that word likeness, the quality or state of being like. There we go with like. Being like a copy, a copy or a portrait. You when you see me, you've seen the Father. All right. And again, we're talking about the believer's authority, but in order to understand the authority that we have, we have to understand the origins of that authority. You know, we have to understand the origins of that authority because it did not start with Jesus. It was reclaimed by Jesus, but it was not started originally by Jesus, okay? But it was started by God in the beginning, all right? It was started by God in the beginning and bestowed on mankind all right, at that creation point, when he created us, again, and you hear me say this word a lot, but when God created us, God created us intentionally, which is why he, 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 he proclaimed his heart and his mind concerning the man that he would make, all right? He says, let us make man after our image, all right? Remember that word, Salem, at the resemblance, Remember, let us make man after our image, a representative figure, okay? And then make him, let's also make him after our likeness, all right? So let us, let us form him after our likeness, all right? And so, so you were created to represent God here in the earth. All right. From the very beginning, you were created, you were formed. All right. You were formed, you were molded and sculpted by God to represent him here in the earth. All right. But you cannot be like God if you don't have authority like God. All right. Which is why he said, let them have dominion. So what God has enlarged over the universe and all of existence, we have in small a fraction of that over the earth. We have authority and dominion over the earth. We were created originally in Genesis. He gave us dominion over the earth. And, and that's why he says, he says again, let us make man after our, in our image, after our likeness. 
and let them have what? Dominion. All right. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth. Okay. What is that word dominion then? The word dominion, this is Bible study, so we're learning, okay? And so the word dominion, okay, is the, the Hebrew word radah, radah, okay? And that means to rule over, all right? To rule over. And so when he says, let them have dominion, let them rule over the fish. Let them rule over the creation that I've made, all right? Let them rule over it. Let them rule. Let them let them as representative of, of God, okay, let them rule here in the earth realm. All right? And so Webster's definition says that it is supreme authority or absolute ownership. So the things that God is going to bring into your life, the 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 land, the houses, the 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 that what God is doing, the blessing, has to do with ownership. God never intended for mankind to rent, but he created us as the absolute owners of everything. All right? And we're going we're gonna to look and explore that more further as we go into this, uh, into this lesson, okay? And so then... Uh, the, the other word that I told you, so out of the four words, the other word that I told you to uh, highlight or write down was subdue, okay? What does it say? And he blessed them. He conferred a blessing, okay? He conferred a blessing on them. And then he says what? Be fruitful, be fruitful, okay? Fruitfulness is your destiny, okay? Be fruitful. Then he says multiply, all right? He didn't mean for mankind to stay as just two individuals, but he said multiply, okay? Multiply, increase in number, all right? And then fill the earth, increase in so much number to where you fill the earth. So God is not afraid of overpopulation. Why? Because in the beginning, he told us to be fruitful, multiply, okay? Increase in number, multiply and fill the earth, multiply and fill the earth, and then subdue it, okay? And then, again, there we go with that word dominion, and have dominion, rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds and over every, every living thing that moves on the earth, all right? So this is, again, we're exploring the origins of our authority, okay, as believers. All right, and we have to go to the beginning. If you want to understand something fully, then you have to start at the beginning of it. All right, all right. And so that word dominion, subdue rather, okay? So what does that word subdue mean? The word subdue is the Hebrew word kabosh, kabosh, kabash, okay? Kabash, all right, which means to conquer, to conquer, to dominate to tread down or walk over and flatten, all right? So you were made to conquer. You were made to dominate. You were made so that everything would be under your feet, 
This is this is his intent in creating us. So before he even did anything with with starting to mold us, he decreed and prophesied our destiny as humanity and 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 prophesied a blessing on us. And that blessing is that we would rule, that we would conquer, that we would dominate, that not that we would be ruled, not that we would be dominated, not that we would be conquered, but that we would be the conqueror, that we would be the dominator, that we would be the ruler. All right. That is God's intent. That was God's intent in the creation of mankind, that we would rule as he ruled the universe, we will rule the earth. All right. And so Webster's definition for subdue says to conquer and bring into subjection. All right. Uh, to bring under control, especially by exertion of the will to bring land under cultivation, to reduce the intensity of or degree of. All right. And so there were so in the beginning with that idea or the the idea of subdue in mind you have to understand that in the beginning there were no wild animals so to speak why because mankind exercised dominion and subdued the beast all right so we know we so for me to say that it's kind of hard for people to grasp. Why? Because we think more in terms of after the fall. But if you go back again and understand the authority, if you go back to the beginning, you go back to the beginning and you see exactly, you examine through the text of scripture, exactly what did he have in mind when he created you? When he formed you? What was God's intent for mankind? Why? Because especially after, you know, the last couple of years or so, you know, we, we, we have to be built up again because, you know, a lot of people, they, they've been so down and, and so much despair and misery and grief to where they've forgotten who they were. Believers, yes, a lot of believers have seen so many people pass on and, and get sick and, 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 and so much job and so much uh, just trauma in their life to where a lot of believers have forgotten who they are, all right? And if we are to restore our sense of identity as the people of God, as the sons of God, as the children of God, then we have to understand the authority that we have as believers. What did we enter back into? When we joined up with Christ, when we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the, this, this is exactly what we need to understand. All right. Which is why I started at the beginning. I could have started, I could have started at the middle. Okay. But no, I felt let our Lord start at the beginning so that you have a, a, a firm sense and understanding and a basis and a foundation for the truth that we will then uncover as we go throughout this this lesson okay oh and so so we we were made to rule we were made to dominate we were made to conquer all right he put everything under us all right so in the beginning consider this we were crowned with glory and honor 
We were crowned with glory and honor at the beginning. All right. And so uh, the scripture that bases that is uh, Psalm 8, verse 3 to 9. All right. Psalm 8, verse 3 to 9. All right. And it reads like this. It, when, when I look at your heavens, when I just when I, I just take it all in. OK, when I when I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place. What is man? that you are mindful, that you are mindful of him, that you would take consideration. That's what that word mindful, that you would take consideration of him. What is man? All right. And that's where a lot of people are right now is they're, they're asking that question. What is man that you are mindful that you can, that you would even find us worthy to be considered. All right. And the son of man that you care for him. A lot of people now are in a, a state of mind where they're wondering, does God care about me? All right. Because of the things that they're going through. All right. And, and again, I'm not just talking about unbelievers. I'm talking about a lot of believers have come into a question of faith. They, they've come into a question of their place in God. All right. But he says, what is man that you're mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? What did he do? Yet you made him a little lower than the heavenly beings. In the King James Version, it says you made him a little lower than the angels. All right. But then what did he do? He crowned him. He crowned us with glory and honor. He crowned us with glory and honor. All right. And I want you to really take a, a snapshot of this, of these passages of scripture that we're reading right now, uh, because you're going to, you're going to, know why in a, in a in a few okay he says you crown him with glory and honor you have given him what dominion over the works of your fingers you have ordered the works of your hands okay you've given him dominion over the work of your hands you have done what put all things there we go with subdue all right subdue you have put all things under his feet all sheep and oxen, and also the 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 beasts of the field, and the birds of the heavens, and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth! So when I then come into a, an awareness of this truth, I'm like, God, you are amazing. You're amazing. All right, I, I praise just wells up from the inside because I'm because you now know now you know what he thinks about you and it all began in genesis we we read scriptures that confirm and corroborate this testimony of the psalmist all right and so though so we know that we were crowned with glory and honor crowned with glory and honor so that we could live as rulers dominators and conquerors all right. We were crowned with glory and honor to live as rulers, dominators and conquerors. All right. I want you to say that to yourself. Say, I am crowned with glory and honor because I am a ruler. I am a conqueror and I am a dominator. All right. You are crowned with glory and honor because you are a ruler. You are a dom conqueror and you are a dominator. All right. 
And so when you live with that awareness, where you live with that truth, being aware of the truth, remember, you know, you, we, we quote it so often, the truth shall set you free. But a lot of people, are they don't know the truth. But then here's the thing. Knowing the truth is not enough. Knowing the truth, it, simply knowing the truth is not enough. But I have once I know the truth, now I'm obligated. I am obligated to live in the truth, to live my life according. The, now the truth becomes the boundary for which I live my life. I experience my life. I experience my life in light of the truth of the word of God. All right. And we know now that we were we, we were crowned with glory and honor at creation because we were created to rule. We were created to conquer and we were created to dominate. All right. But then there is always the other side. Right. What happened? What why, why did why am I just now for those that have not studied the word? Why am I just now finding this out? Why, 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 what happened? What happened? Okay, why, why didn't I know this when I was growing up? Why am I just finding this out now? Okay, why? Because guess what? Adam, Adam forfeited his authority, and when he forfeited his authority, he forfeited the authority of all of us. All right. And so he forfeited his authority. He forfeited the glory and honor by his act of disobedience in Genesis 3, verse 4 to 7. All right, Adam, he's to blame. All right. And so Genesis 3, verse 4 to 7 uh, reads like this. It says, but the serpent, and I, I want you to really pay attention to these details, okay? But the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God. They were already like God. They were already like him. So this is deception. So then it says what? Knowing good and evil. All right. So when the woman saw that, so he got in her head and caused her to doubt the truth that was already real. It was already real. And he caused her to doubt the truth. And, and so it says she saw. So now she's starting to entertain his suggestion. All right. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was the, a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and she also gave some to her husband who was with her, who was with her. So I know you've been taught for the longest time that Adam was somewhere else when this conversation was happening, but the scripture clearly says that he was with her. So if Adam was with her, why didn't he stop her? All right. Why didn't he stop her? It said, and he ate. He joined in. He ate. All right. Then the eyes of both of them were open and they knew that they were naked and they sold fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. 
they knew that they were naked, then why didn't they know before? Were they blind? No, they were not blind. But it was the glory and the honor. The glory and the honor. Think about when Moses, Moses wanted to see the goodness of God. And God could only show him his hind parts, his backside. And just the backside of the Lord radiated Moses's face. And if we were made like God, what do you, what does that say about us? Then we were clothed as he was clothed. We were clothed as he was clothed in glory. All right? And that's why when they ate, when they ate, all of a sudden, sensuality, okay? Because it says the eyes of both were open and they knew that they were naked. So they, they then left the realm where God lived and they stepped into the, the flesh realm, the flesh realm where they, they, weren't, they were no longer able to really perceive the Lord like they did before. They weren't ready. They didn't want to perceive the Lord like they did before because they were ashamed because they knew they had violated his, his, his command. Because he told them, you can eat of every tree, but the one in the center, do not touch it. Do not touch it, all right? And so by this act of disobedience, this act of disobedience, because he knew he wasn't supposed to, but he did it anyway. And if he wasn't there and she gave it to him unknowingly, then it would not be disobedience. It would not be his act of disobedience. But he knew because he was right there. It says he was with her. That's what the scripture says. It says she also gave some to her husband who was with her. He wasn't off somewhere in the distance doing work, watching watching the ocean. No, he was he was right there when that conversation with the serpent was going on. But he failed to stop her. He failed to assert his dominion. He failed to assert his domination, uh, his domination ability over that serpent, because that serpent was a creeping thing. It was a beast of the field, a creeping thing. All right. And he was supposed to exercise dominion and authority over, but he failed to do that. And so we're going to get into this on the next time. But in Satan, okay, so this act of disobedience forfeited the authority. What happened? So then mankind lives under a delusion. What is the delusion? The delusion is that we have no authority. We have no dominion. We're not like God. That's the delusion. And so Satan, uh, Satan was so delusional, and he, 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 the delusional loves the delusion. All right, says the, he was so delusional that he thought true authority was his to give. It wasn't his to give when he stole it via deception. And in Luke four. Verse 5 to 8, that's where we see him perpetrating the fraud. All right. Luke, Luke 4, and I'm going to put it back up for you. Luke 4, 
verses 5 to 8, all right? And what does that say? Luke 4, verses 5 to 8 says this. says, and the devil took him up. Who's him? Jesus. Took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in an instant, up to, in a moment of time, uh, and said to him, to you I will give, to you I will give all this authority and their glory, all right? For it has been delivered to me, and I will give it to whom I will. That's a lie, all right? If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. He's delusional. And thank God, Jesus saw right through his lie. And what did Jesus say? And Jesus answered him, it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. And so the delusion was the devil thinking that he had the authority to give. During Jesus's temptation, the devil tried to deceive. His main job was trying to deceive Jesus into believing lies. Because if Jesus would have believed the lies, then he would have empowered the liar who is the devil, Satan, all right, the slanderer, all right? And, and so he showed him the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time and says, to you, I will give all this authority. What was he talking about? He knew what Jesus had come to do. He knew Jesus had come to restore the identity as children of God to humanity. And he came to also with that identity, restore the authority, okay? That, that, and the identity as rulers, conquerors, and dominators, you know, and, and restore the glory. He knew that's what Jesus came to do. And so he tried to, do what he did to Eve in the beginning. Remember how he lied to her and said, you will be, you could be like God. She was already like him because we were made in the image and likeness of God. And so he, he tried to deceive Jesus, just like he deceived Eve in the beginning and Adam in the beginning. All right. And, and Jesus saw right through it and used the word and, and said, I, I, I know, I know the book. All right. I am the word made flesh. I know the book. All right. I know myself. All right. And so he then tells him that, you know, what the word says, no, God is the only one that we worship. I'm not bowing down because you have nothing to give me. God gave me everything. All right. And so I'm going to stop right here and, and I'm going to continue next week, next Wednesday. So if you know somebody that wasn't on this uh, session, you de definitely want to be uh, present on next week as we continue our lesson on a believer. It's the authority of the believer. All right. And so I want you to definitely uh, have your takeaways, uh, takeaways, because, you know, wow, this is some good stuff. And as we continue to go into this series, uh, you're going to actually begin to realize what was yours all along. All right. What was yours all along? And, and you're going to begin to exercise authority and dominion and, and subdue in areas of your life where you felt like you were being conquered, where you were being dominated, where you were being ruled or trampled under. No, you're going to be you're going to turn the tables on the devil as the truth becomes more real to you. All right. Because, again, we're not just trying to get you to know this. We're trying to get you to the point to where you walk it out. All right. This is action. All right. And so. Want you to uh, 
Don't forget to join us on uh, this coming Sunday, Sunday morning, as we go into our, our virtual worship. Uh, just definitely want to gonna uh, come and join us, download the mobile app, uh, connect with us using our various platforms that we have. Uh, definitely want you to connect with us using our app. You can download it from whatever uh, the uh, app store your phone uh, supports, whether it's the Apple app store or the Google Play store. Uh, I don't know why you would have an Android, but anyway. Um, also, you want to connect with us uh, using our social media platform. So maybe you're on YouTube right now. Hop on over to Facebook or hop on over to Instagram and Twitter and, and definitely uh, link up with us. Also, you can subscribe, 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 so that whenever we go live on our YouTube or, or our Facebook, follow us, and you'll be, you'll be notified that we're live so you can get this teaching hot off the press. And also, if you have anything you want to email, you can connect with us via email. Uh, just let us know. Uh, and the email address is right there. Uh, and so, <laughs> yeah, Prophetess Sonia, get rid of that Android, get an iPhone. Uh, also, so we just praise God for everything that was done on tonight. You can still laugh and be saved, my dad said. You can still laugh and be saved. Christians don't lose their funny bone, all right? Uh, so you definitely want to uh, definitely want to be with us on Sunday. And so we just bless you right now. And just, Lord God, we just thank you for everything that was discussed, that was taught on tonight. We thank you that it is being sealed in our hearts, the minds, the spirits of your people that is sown into good ground of their heart and that it yields a hundredfold harvest in their lives as they begin to act it out, Lord. We just thank you. We praise right now for your word is truth. And so we thank you that you are sanctifying us by your truth, which is your word. And so we just thank you, praise right now that we're we're being lifted up. Lord God, we're, we're, we're being, we're coming into a, a conscious awareness of who we are. We're, we're coming to a conscious awareness that we are seated with you in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So God, we just thank you, we praise you right now, that authority, that we are, Lord God, rulers, that we are dominators, that we are conquerors. And we praise you right now that we live out that conquering lifestyle. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Be blessed and refreshed in the Lord, and I will see you Sunday. Partner with YLM Financially using the following methods. Text giving. Text GIVE to 1-844-948-3895. GiveLify. Search for Yes Lord Ministries in Kenilworth, New Jersey. Our website, visit www.ylmconnect.org and click donate. Cash app, dollar sign, yes, Lord M. Mail checks or money orders to Yes Lord Ministries, P.O. Box 425, Union, New Jersey, 07083. You're invited to our Sunday morning virtual worship experience at 8.30 a.m. every Sunday night. At 6.30 p.m., join us for our Sunday night Ignite service. Every Wednesday morning from 5.30 a.m. to 5.45 a.m., join us for corporate prayer. Our call-in number is 716-427-1096. And the access code is 172268-POUND. Every Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m., Join us for Spread the Bread Bible Study as we dive into the Word of God. Subscribe to our podcast, YLM Sermon of the Week, on iTunes, 
Google Play, and Spotify. On behalf of our senior leaders, Apostle Willie Talbert, Apostle Mamie S. Talbert, Lead Pastor Steve Talbert, and the Yes Lord Ministries Church family, thank you for joining us and welcome home.